This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn. Oh, he's hot. With an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters, May 31st. Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. We all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep. I know that if I don't sleep for eight hours a night, I am not as sharp. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long. Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support at every price point. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash Chelsea for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, everyone. Chelsea here. We should be talking much more about women's hair loss. There are many reasons that hair loss can happen in women, from a number of medical conditions like anemia all the way to transitions like pregnancy or menopause. And that's where Zion Health comes in. They are hair loss experts who make getting treatment easy and accessible with both medicated and non-medicated options available. Go to xyonhealth.com to get started. Hi, Catherine. Hey, Chelsea. Oh, we are fresh off the boat from Majorca. We took a sailboat all the way there from the Pacific coast. Mm -hmm. So that took us, oh, God, I don't know. I mean. Trace Mises. (laughs) Yes. You had to row significantly. I came home and I told my bell and Felix, who work with me at my house with me (laughs) in concert (laughs) because I'm doing so much. I told them that my Spanish was deteriorated in Spain. I think the last <laughs> week was the worst because I had three full Spanish speakers uh-huh. there. And, well, you also speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I realized just how basic and fundamental my Spanish is. So I told them no more speaking English at home. This oh, We're only oh. speaking Spanish from now on. And so now I can't understand anything the fuck that's happening. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about, but I we're sticking with it. So and I'm learning. Mabel is also Duolingo now for you. Yeah, well, she, I'm just like, listen, we're just going to fucking figure it out. She yes. loves to correct me, so it's perfect. This That's is a huge way. opportunity for her to put me in my place. <laughs> it's like a total status shift. Um, so I am winding up my stand-up tour. Vaccinated and Horning is coming to a screeching halt at the end of the year. I have my last dates coming up. 
And these are the last opportunities you have to also buy merch from the website, ChelseaHandler.com, if you want vaccinated and horny merch or captain's hats that say, we're the captains now for women only, or T-shirts for men in your family that say, I'm sorry, because they should be. I only have a few dates left. I'm going to be in Wheatland, California this Saturday night. And then I'm going to Tucson, Arizona next weekend. November 5th is Tucson. November 6th is Colorado Springs. And then Rockford, Illinois, Minneapolis, Rosemont, Illinois, two shows in Tampa, a show in Fort Myers, Florida, Daytona Beach, Hollywood, Florida, Concord, New Hampshire, Worcester, Mass, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. There, I said it. (laughs) And then San Diego and Riverside, California, and then Baltimore, Maryland. And then my very last date is December 16th in Reading, Pennsylvania. So this will be the last of me performing. How do you feel about that? Very relieved and excited. I mean, I have had a really fun time touring. I like my schedule. Yeah. Three months on, one month off, three months on. And now these last couple dates, I just have like two shows each weekend, which is totally doable. That's nice. And so now my special will come out. Now I can use these shows to come up with my next hour. Excellent. I just don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about. (laughs) Do you try out like new material as you're sort of closing out a show? Yeah, I've been trying out some new material. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to come up with an hour, so I've got to really use these dates to do it because I have all the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I could stay on stage for two hours and screw around, but... I've been doing this set for so long. I'm sorry I can't stop touching my breasts. I have this weird sports bra on today that's, like, turning them into... One single boob. Yes. And I I don't like that feeling. And then they also look like they're coming. It's not the right look. (laughs) I kind of got a uniboob going on, too, but it's more because of my shirt, like the design on my shirt, Mm. which is, what's his name? Eddie from Iron Maiden brand. But yeah, he's kind of is that a real is that a real person? Uh, I mean, I I wish so. I love spooky things. Uh, (laughs) I'm also hosting the Critics Choice Awards, you guys. That's exciting on January 15th. Yes, which will be aired on what network is that? CW. I'm not sure. CW? (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah. But I do want to talk about something, Catherine, that I learned about you. I want to say, first, I forgive you because on the way over, I forgot I had a COVID test because I'm doing a TV show in the morning, Mm -hmm. The Talk. And I made a little lettuce wrap with some ground turkey and some onions. And normally when we're doing a podcast, I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have onions when I'm coming in to speak so closely and sit so closely next Mm -hmm, to you. mm -hmm. But as you revealed... (laughs) Over our vacation in Mallorca, you bring hard-boiled eggs onto fucking airplanes as a snack. Not two or three, like nine. No, I am known for a bag of eggs. In a Ziploc container. There was a photo that her husband Brad showed, supplied me with. This is after my foot breakdown because of people and their bare feet on planes. I'm still having a a massive influx of pictures (laughs) of feet out on airplanes. And I just want to let everyone know, if they're wearing socks, that is not as offensive as a bare foot. It is the bare foot that Mm -hmm. is not clevered or clean or hygienic. And it's inappropriate. Yes. It's like a, it's disgusting. And they're putting their feet on stuff, like on, on screens. screens. Some yes. people are putting them on the ceiling. Some people are putting them on the windows. It's just gross to have your bare feet exposed and also on a dirty, dirty vessel like yeah. an airplane. No, no. But back to you. <laughs> I, I have... am flabbergasted, or I was, yo era flabbergastado. <laughs> Because I cannot believe that you would think that that is acceptable. That is the worst smell there is. Sulfur. (laughs) 
I know it's pretty bad. I have been known to bring a full bag of eggs on a plane, you know, to share with people. Share. No one with. wants to share. It's just like a perfect little shot of protein. And I, I know it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty heinous. But if you want the protein, get something else. Get <laughs> a fucking, else. well, protein bars make you fart on planes, I'm convinced. Well, mm. they make you fart anyway and on planes. But the good protein bars actually don't make you fart. But there's other ways to get protein. And yeah, you need to find out what they are. I do love a beef jerky. Okay. Well, that's that's not that great either, by the way, that smell. So that's better than hard-boiled eggs, though. I mean, eggs you need to eat right away so the smell is gone. And they're not warm. And I love hard-boiled eggs. I have a whole refrigerator of them because that's where they belong, in the refrigerator. (laughs) At home, not on travel. Speaking of hard-boiled eggs, I have my longtime girlfriend here today. Her name is... Well, actually, why don't you say a few words and see if anybody can recognize your voice before. Does anyone know who this is? <laughs> Chelsea's girlfriend. She's I, well, I mean, she's not only my girlfriend. She's also in a marriage, and I'm part of their thruple. We're a thruple. This is the theme in my life is I'm a third wheel to lots of different couples. You're the best thruple. I know, I know, because I put out left, right, and center. <laughs> well, so far, I haven't experienced that. No, no, we're no. Working on we it. haven't ever had sex yet, but I'm still, we're still in a thruple. <laughs> We're in an emotional trouble. It's Fortune Feemster, everybody. You may know her from... You would probably have been introduced to her on Chelsea Lately, where I was introduced to her, and now the whole world gets to enjoy her. (laughs) And she just walked into my podcast office, or whatever the fuck this is, and... She, I was like, oh, fortune. I'm like, she where's was hitting your, on me. I, I was grabbing her leg. I'm like, this feels smaller than normal. Mm-hmm. And you revealed that you'd lost 40 pounds yeah. because she played a CI agent. CIA. CI. CIA. Not a clitoral investigator. A central intelligence officer. Central intelligence agent. Agent, mm-hmm. yeah. And her most recent, is it a Netflix show? Yeah, it's going to be on Netflix. It's with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, is that how you say his name? I don't know. I don't Arnold so. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't. I have a very thick accent. I don't pronounce anything right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh-huh. It's a very tricky name to say. So All we'll right. just call him Big Arnold. Big Arnold. How I, was how was that? How was working with Arnold? It was awesome. I was out in Toronto for five months filming. Yeah. And it was all action stuff. I was, you know, I'm running. an action gal. I, I know. I was running. I had a gun. I was doing all that stuff. Wow. Yeah, you'll be very turned on. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> so six months there, five months in Toronto. I saw you had to cancel some gigs because you got trapped there, huh? I had to cancel my European tour because uh, oh, what a bummer. production got extended for almost a month. Oh, Yeah. yeah. And you also have a new Netflix special that just came out. Congratulations on that. Thank you. It's called Good Fortune. What a, <laughs> what a stretch. Why, why didn't you do Fortune Cookie? I don't know. I didn't think about Maybe it. Maybe for the next one. The next one. Yeah. If you just put your name in everything, like I put my name in everything. It works. Nobody, nobody could tell the difference between one thing or the next. It works. Yeah. It's my my new hour. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Thank you. I shot it in Chicago. While I was filming this action show. So when do you think you'll be going back on the road? Um, I'm going to do like club dates in November and December around California. And then announce a big tour 
starting the end of January. Oh, great. I'll hit a bunch of new cities with Ooh. new material. So if you have any ideas of things I should talk about, let oh, me know. Oh, shit. I know. I have to, I'm have. i in the same boat. I'm just wrapping up this tour, and I'm like, okay, I have to come up with some new material. And I'm like, I should be doing it now since I already taped my mm-hmm. special. But since my special isn't out yet, I just keep holding on to the same show. I'm same. like, fuck it. I don't have fucking time for any creative juices right now. That's the hardest part about putting out a special is writing a whole new act. I know. You're like, I, I know. just finished. Come I know. On. I know. Tell me about you because when I, there are certain comics that like to run their hour before they tape it like mm-hmm. 200 times. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I like run it 70 or 75 yeah. times and then I'm theater dates after mm-hmm. I've run it in clubs. So maybe like 85 altogether or 95, but I can't go past 100 because then yeah. I'm just sick of my You're own material. I, I this one I did a lot. I did a uh, hundred cities and about a hundred and sixty shows. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, t- f- fifteen of those were post filming. Mm-hmm. So fifteen shows, not right. cities. And were you able to come up with some new material while you were doing those new shows, or Five did you minutes. just? Yeah, <laughs> that's it right and now. Then to, and then you go back on the road and you have to stretch five minutes into an hour. You're like, whoa, shit. I know. Isn't it funny? Every single time, it's the same thing with a book. Every single time I'm done writing a book, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I have nothing left. And yeah. then, of course, you're like, fuck. Oh, I got to write right? another book and I got to do another stand-up show. How many books have you written now? Uh, six. 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 I'm on my seventh right now. I'm writing a new one. And, oh, my god! And I just had a phone call with my editor this morning, and I'm like, listen, this is all over the shop. And yeah. she's like, do you want to show me some stuff? I'm like, nope. <laughs> it's not ready for anyone to see. <laughs> I've never written a book. Not, I thought you did write a no, book. No, not one. Oh, that seems weird. I feel I like everyone to. from Chelsea lately wrote a book. I didn't. I, was, I didn't think at the time that people wanted a book from me. I felt like it wasn't the right time. Mm. But I feel like I'm... Maybe have a book in me now. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like everybody has a book in them. But I've never, I've never done it. Uh, Yeah, well, that seems like something you should tackle next. Do you want to write it for me? Yeah, I I would love to be a (laughs) ghostwriter. Can you imagine you trying to write my story? Uh, like, and then this bitch <laughs> ate some brownies. <laughs> oh, like I saw the clip. We did a, We did an episode of my show. I think it was the Netflix show where we all did cannabis. We had a cannabis dinner. Mm-hmm. And Fortune <laughs> was definitely the highest and yes. the funniest for about... <laughs> they actually sent me, my social media team sent me clips of that dinner. And I was like, you're really? not capturing how ridiculous <laughs> this got. I was like, go back and look at the footage. You need that. We need the outtakes. The yeah. outtakes, we laughed till we couldn't breathe you thought there for was, like two she hours. Thought, she thought there was military inside my house. She's like, is that man wearing a military uniform? I'm like, what? He he had on camo pants and he was he was the lighting guy and he was breaking the lights down and I started yelling, no lights left behind. Oh, no. I was high for like six days after that dinner. I mean, it was because it was a cannabis infused dinner so that the, yeah. uh, the food just- Everything. Thing. Everything. So just when you thought you couldn't get higher, you did. And yeah. she had never had... I have no self-control with food. Well, but you also don't have any self-control with cannabis because you had never done it before. I had never... I Yeah, I had not done a lot of edibles, so I didn't know the ratios. And, and I can't believe you didn't get sick. 
I don't. I was high till noon the next day, but I did not get sick. <laughs> but everything was very fuzzy. Yeah, my one of my eyes didn't open the next day until yeah. like eight p.m. It was a wild time. But you, we did, you know, go through the stages of laughing uncontrollably. We got so hungry after the dinner. We, your assistant was gonna <laughs> go get us burgers, and I went, "Ooh, yeah, I want a burger." And then you go, "Or we could just get a wrap." And I was like, "Oh, a wrap." What? You're going to get high and eat something semi-healthy? What? And then I caved under peer pressure and I went, yeah. Yeah, she's like, sure, I'll, I'll have a wrap. She's like, I'll have a turkey wrap you have if Chelsea with a says so. spinach tortilla? <laughs> with a spinach tortilla. Good memory. That's exactly what it Can was. Can I get some, some good fats on there, like avocado? <laughs> what drugs did we try in, didn't I give you a little mushroom in uh, Montreal? Yeah, but I didn't end up doing it oh you Jax, did it jacks took them all <laughs> somebody She's gave like, me these don't work i think he has a high tolerance <laughs> those were weak ones actually yeah. you know how i knew they were weak i so this guy gave me light medium and then strong i went over to my friend allison's house one day and she's like oh you have to try these mushroom gummies i was like oh my god mushrooms are my favorite that's more i like mushrooms more than cannabis and oh, uh, really why because they just make you awake i've never had mushrooms i know well why what? i don't know i'm that nancy reagan campaign really stuck with me <laughs> But you're a lesbian, and she would she wouldn't approve of that either, Fortune. So you need to divorce <laughs> yourself. That's you have true. to divorce yourself from Nancy Reagan. Uh, Fortune, as someone who had never done mushrooms, and I did like one of those little light gummies when we were in Mallorca with Chelsea. It was so chill. You yeah, barely really. feel it. You just giggle. You have a great time, and then you like feel yourself kind of coming down from it at the end of dinner. Like, it's not scary. I'm pretty chill, though, already. Do you think I need to be chiller? <laughs> it just, no. I and mean, I giggle a lot. It's a good point. Like, I guess it would be I'm lost. already. Maybe I'm already on mushrooms? It, it Maybe. I don't know. I saw that trip you guys took. Now, Chelsea had two groups of friends come visit her in Mallorca. The first group... They were doing like 40 mile bike rides and I was like, no thanks. And then the second group was like, we're eating dinner every night where everyone's bringing food. I was like, that's the, that's the group for me. Yeah. I had actually, yeah. there was a group preceding those two groups. So there were mm -hmm. three groups. The second group were these exercise maniacs, mm -hmm. all my friends from Whistler and Ange who basically left Mallorca, ran a marathon in <sighs> Berlin and then came in six in the world championships for triathlons what? yes the little one the little short that one? little clam muscle yeah she, she has looks no like a, fat on her body no she's a fucking lunatic that's not who you want to hang out in spain with well by the way <laughs> listen i actually i was like this is too much exercise like yeah. one night i had heat stroke i was like this is too much but then when the last group came in i turned into Ange, and i took like four of them i'm like who wants to go biking who wants to go hiking we went on a five hour hike by accident Ooh. with Catherine's husband was there to spearhead it thank god no. Because I, I was can't like, go follow. have fun. Bye. I'll ride in the car. Have you ever tried to follow a trail map? No. Oh, my God. I can't follow a map or anything. So if I had been left to my own devices, I would be dead right now. Oh, my God. And it was a tricky hike. I mean, it was high and scary. And we had to, like, climb, hike down to the water to hike back up. Finally, our cousin, my cousin Molly, picked us up because yeah. we were like, this is a Your bunch of noise. quote, unquote, cousin Molly. Yeah, the one that I'm sleeping with. <laughs> I was talking about drugs. Oh, oh, yeah. I always go, I, yeah, that's funny. Mom but is funny. I'm you, uh, Yeah, you, that 
hike part. That's too much for me. I would have been eating calamari somewhere. Well, we did. We ate and drank. Catherine yeah. was there. Catherine and Brad came. We had so much sangria every day at lunch. Ooh, and then yeah. I just like, yes. I, I just, you. and then I would just, I get motivated by drinking. Like, I want to go exercise again. Like, because sangria is so not. So you can drink? So I can burn off the, uh, right, you know, because right, right. you sober up quickly. But it's just sangria also, which is basically it's, watered down it's wine. It's red wine, yeah, with ice With and juice. Fruit. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> it's like a Capri Sun. Yeah, that's true. It's an adult Capri Sun. Did you drink yeah. a lot? Do you think you drank more during your days on Chelsea lately? Or do you think you drink more now? I probably drink more now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so much healthier than I was on Chelsea lately, but I think I drink the same. Really? Yeah. Like I'm much more. But you more know how to eat. handle your liquor. Well, do you? Well, no, you never act like sloppy. Well, I did. I did. I've well, had back sloppy. then. Yeah. Yeah. But now, <laughs> oh no! Now, now you're a lady. <laughs> I'm, now I'm elegant. Now I'm elegant. I what? used to love the stories you would tell about going out and taking that lemon, the lemon that lemon juice comes in, <laughs> yeah. and emptying it, putting vodka in it. I thought I would, that was hilarious. Well, I would also take those little squeezable lemons you buy in the supermarket. They have the lime and the lemon, which is fresh lime juice. Well, it's not fresh because it's fucking canned. But I would take that and then I'd go to the improv to do a set. But I didn't trust their lemons because, you know, it's yeah. the improv and I don't want their fruit. And so I would squeeze that little <laughs> lemon into my vodka wherever I went and it became my personal canteen. That is so funny. Just I just picture you with just... Getting a lemon out of your purse. <laughs> Where do you wait? Let's talk about Chelsea lately days. Okay. What are let's see? What's one of your favorite memories that sticks out? Can you think of something off the top of your head? Because oh we dressed you up. Like, you dressed me up a lot. All the it time. It was borderline abusive. What Fortune did, but she always had such a great attitude about it. Well, you treated me like your adult baby doll. <laughs> like I can just put fortune in whatever I want. I was just happy to get a paycheck <laughs> because when I got your show, I had had nothing, I had no money. I was out of money. And you became a writer. Well, first you became a writer, but mm -hmm. immediately we yeah. were like, she has to be on camera. Yeah. When I interviewed with you, I owed my roommate like two grand in rent. Oh, really? Yeah, I was, it was dire straits. Oh, wow. And, uh, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I mean, I wouldn't have gone home. I would have, you know, figured it out. I would have gotten a job somewhere, Starbucks, wherever. I, I would have done whatever. But the dream was to be in the business and to be a working comedian I interviewed with other people first and then had the meeting with Chelsea. <laughs> and I had, no, you know, no expectations of it because I didn't think I had a chance. And I, honestly, I think that I was first. I think I was your first interview of the day. And now that I know you, I know that, like, you just make your mind up about something and don't want to come back to have to do something. <laughs> so I think luckily you liked me. And you got up in the middle of my interview, like 10 minutes into it, and you go, okay, well, thank you. And I was like, oh, she hates me. And you left, and I called my you know, manager at the time. I was like, well, I guess I said something to offend her. She got up in the middle of the interview, and y'all offered me the job the next day. And now that I know you, I know that you just were like, yeah, sh I like her. And I also don't want to have another meeting. 
So it was a little bit of luck tied to, you know. Well, I think anyone that would have met you would have understood <laughs> the quality and the contribution you were gonna you were about to make because we had such a band of idiots on that show. Yeah. So that anybody with a good sense of humor and that made me laugh mm-hmm. and, you know, was gonna be a good time because that was like a proper like fraternity party. It was. That was before well actually no, there was hazing probably. Yeah, you guys pranked each other all the time and I think my f- yeah, my second day you sent an email from my computer to like everyone saying that I like to get naked and have take meetings in hot tubs or something like that. I would get in early because I'm an early bird. So I would get in early and then just start sending emails from different people's account. This was before you could get in trouble for those kinds of things. But I would send I would send emails to human resources and be like, I found two naked people in the kitchen this morning mm-hmm. and then send them a picture of the employees and then they would have a human resource meeting. We would come out to people. I would come out for other people. I would set people up on dates with people from E like it was so inappropriate everything we did but it was a lot of fun we had a lot of fun we laughed yeah. every day oh yeah remember i remember one day we were sitting there cuz we would have every time there was a birthday we would have cupcakes or whatever that person wanted if they mm-hmm. wanted mexican food whatever their favorite thing is we would set it up and i remember sitting after work one day and we're all sitting there eating mexican food drinking margaritas it was like margarita thursdays mm-hmm. or something and i was like do you think other people laugh as much as we do and uh-huh. everyone's like no no yeah. and now that i'm not on that show i realized no people don't laugh as much as yeah. we were laughing yeah because it was constant stupidity mm-hmm. and it didn't we didn't really even care what other people we never cared how the show was being perceived, which Mm-mm. is why I think it was such a success because no one was worried about it. Yeah, we you just know? did stupid stuff, like, stupid sketches. We're and... like, oh, we should dress somebody up like this. Or they'd show us a clip from a, some stupid reality show or something that Tara Reid did. And we'd be like, oh, let's reenact it. Yeah. And we'll make her be Tara Reid and Chewie could be, you know, a mm-hmm. bowling ball or whatever we decided. <laughs> and we would just run with it. And we didn't have any time to be self-conscious no yeah which is i think the really one of the key ingredients to a successful yeah endeavor is to not overthink it yeah mm-hmm. and i think people just really love that you put together all these comedians that like you love seeing everyone interact with each other because everyone would make each other laugh or pick on each other or you would give people crap so many people still to this day say they felt like they were a part of that with us like they were going to bed watching us be silly with each other And that kind of was like lightning in a bottle. You don't see comedians like that interact in that way anymore. Yeah, we're going to do it again. We're going to reboot it and we're going to do it again. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> now we have all of us and then this whole new crop of comics yeah. that are fucking awesome and funny mm-hmm. and we can mix them all together and I just want to put a show together where you can show comedians being funny without being racist or sexist since everybody seems to be fucking complaining about parameters. It's like you could do all of those things without being offensive to people. You know, I want to show them how easily that is done. Now, would you do that like in every night kind of thing again? I don't know. I I don't know. I mean, we're having the conversations now, so we'll see where it leads. I don't know. I mean... You're like, I still want to, like, go to Spain. Let's not get crazy. Well, yeah, it can't be be a year-round job, okay? Let's not... I I have skiing and I have Spain. My my sister's like, how are you going to do a real job with your lifestyle that you've created? I need winters off, summers off, Fridays off, Mondays off. I could only work two hours a day. 
But one thing that's changed for you, because you had a lot of different love interests during the show, mm-hmm. and we were always very concerned about Fortune's love interests. Oh, no. We always were. We yeah. always, we didn't want anyone was... dating her for the wrong reasons, right. and she's so sweet and loving and gullible <laughs> that oh, no. at that time you were. Yeah, I mean, you're I still sweet and loving and probably a little bit gullible. I am. And there were a couple of, you know, weird ones that came through, but now... You have been in a successful relationship yes. with Jax for over ten, seven, seven years. Ten, oh, seven years. Yeah, yeah I, I came out late. You know, I didn't come out till I was twenty-five, so I was making a lot of mistakes. Like, if you take the TV show and t- television in general away from the mix, and me just trying to date. I was making a lot of mistakes that you should make when you're 18, 19, early 20s. You make in college, those kind of things. I was making a lot of those mistakes in my late 20s, early 30s, and you happen to be around for some of that part in my early 30s. You know, just you don't know who's dating you for the right reasons, or all of a sudden I'm on a television show that females are obsessed with. So, you know, a lot of women kind of came out of the woodwork. Because they loved you, and they loved the show, and so sometimes you were like, do they like me, or do they just want to meet Chelsea? Like, I didn't know. So I went through some experiences where you find that out, and some were some were good. Some intentions uh, might not have been good for some people, but yeah, it took me a while to really figure out what I wanted and what I was willing to put up with and what I felt I deserved, and that took me till you know, mid-30s to really figure that out and then I met Jax like right as I was figuring that out I met her so tell us about your relationship with her because it feels very healthy it feels very supportive Mm -hmm. she moved out here to be with you yeah she doesn't always come on the road with you but Mm -hmm. you guys obviously spend a fair amount of time together on the road by the way nobody should have to go on the road with anybody because it's a fucking (laughs) ball buster and that you shouldn't have to expose that to anybody so I get not wanting to do that but tell me about some of the growth that you've had within that relationship Mm -hmm. and how that supports your mental health and career and all of the things that you know you bring to the table yeah I think I met her at a time where I was tired of being someone's option I had a lot of people kind of treating me like you'll do for now kind of thing and I I remember specifically being like I'm done with that I want to meet somebody that wants to be with me and I'm a priority for them they're a priority for me and she came into my life and right away I knew that there was something different about her and about our connection. And we just clicked. And we were long distance for a year because she was living in Chicago. And then, yeah, she, like, made that decision to leave her job. She was a kindergarten teacher in Chicago and inner city Chicago, really amazing teacher. And I remember being like, am I ruining this person's life by, like, having her come out to LA she's such an amazing teacher and she loves Chicago but you know she did that for me she wanted us to work and us to be together and I was touring a lot and acting and if she hadn't done that you know we might not have been able to to make it because I my schedule was so crazy but she was willing to put me first and no one had ever done that for me before and so She moved here, and we just kind of started this life together. And, yeah, it's a very, I think, very healthy relationship that, you know, we support each other. And she's very helpful with career stuff. She's kind of, like, part of the circus now. She's always, I I don't, there's no decision I don't run by her. 
She's very much at the helm of everything I do. She was executive producer on both my specials. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, like, and very good at it, too. Not just, like, putting her name on it. She's going frame by frame with me, watching all the shows and all the shots and making decisions, picking music, helping with fonts, you know, all that stuff that goes into these specials you don't think about. My team, as they say, loops her into everything. She's very much a part of things, more than people realize. Uh huh. So, you know, she just wants me to succeed and be happy, and that's what you want, you know? I want her to be happy. Where I'm always like, what can we do to give you balance, you know? If you don't want to go on the road, don't. Let's find things that are important to you and things like that, you know. And do you guys, how do you guys handle any friction in your relationship when that comes up? Or does it not come up? Do you not have any friction? Oh, every, I mean, I don't know any couple that doesn't have I was just friction. pretending to ask the question. I didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we definitely have our moments like everybody. But I try with her because she is my wife. We got married two years ago. Even if you're like are disagreeing or, or fussing at each other or getting on each other's nerves, I try never to be mean. You know what I mean? Or say mean things because those things are hard to walk back. Yeah, but that's not your personality anyway. Right. That's my personality. <laughs> you're just mean. You're just, you would never be mean. Like, that's I mean, not. I'm sure I can be mean. I don't know. I, I don't, I've I'm, never seen you uh, be mean. I'm sure. I've. Sure, I've been a dick plenty here and Try there. Try it right now. Say something mean. <laughs> you asshole. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so charming. Yeah, it's a, it's the accent, but I get on her nerves for sure. I'm a little. I, I definitely have tunnel vision when it comes to my career, and I have to really make myself step outside of myself sometimes to be like, you are being too eye on the prize like you have a wife you have other people in your life you have to think about you cannot just be thinking about you have a dog that needs to be breastfed yes i have to breastfeed my dog you know what i mean because you get so wrapped up in work absolutely stuff. no i get I, it i've been there I'm, to, I'm always there yeah. i have to always remind myself to have a life i mean mm-hmm. even though it doesn't look that way from afar it's an internal struggle i have all the time yeah you know, and I never want her to feel neglected or like I'm not putting our relationship as a priority. So, and and I'm guilty of for sure like getting too much tunnel vision with my career. That sometimes I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't. I should have been better about her birthday. You know, things like that. I don't want to be that person that neglects my person because of career. Because at the end of the day, I do want to be successful. But I don't want that to be everything. It can't be everything. I have to have balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my challenge. Yeah. I think that is very relatable to anybody in this industry. You know, it's like ambition versus balance. Mm-hmm. Because ambition is, you want to remain relevant, right? Mm-hmm. And you want to have people asking you to do things and you want things to not be as challenging as they were. But I think as you become more and more successful, it's like there's different sorts of challenges. Mm-hmm. And it's it never seems to, this business, it never seems to be enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for your own self, but for even other people, like I can be like, oh, I've got a special coming out and an action series. And people are like, what else? What's next? You're <laughs> yeah. like, How, why is that not enough? I know, I know. But it never feels like there's enough. Maybe because we consume so much so quickly now. Yeah. With entertainment, it just seems like everyone's like, what next? What next? What next? That you feel like totally. you can't even stop and breathe to like enjoy what you just did. You're like thinking about the next thing. So that will be the thing in my relationship that I have to really pause 
and make sure I don't get too stuck on that career stuff that I'm making the the person that I love feel like they're not a priority. Yeah. And do you guys have you guys ever been to counseling, couples counseling? Early on, we went to a couple sessions because I was in therapy. I originally went to therapy to get to the bottom of why I was choosing the women I was choosing, why I was putting up with certain things and not thinking more highly of myself in that way. So she came and did a few sessions with that therapist that I was with at the time but we haven't that was a gynecologist by the way it wasn't a therapist i i'm just here to tell you that i referred you to her and that was a gynecologist well it all checked out (laughs) i'm clear baby (laughs) all clear so she proceeded with caution uh no we haven't done it since but i would be open to it you know i mean i think it doesn't it couldn't hurt i would imagine it would help with your communication in general, if there's any anybody that's feeling like they can't say something, I would hope that would be the place you could. Yeah, I was watching that more. show Couples Therapy that we were talking about. Have you ever seen that on Showtime, mm-hmm. Couples Therapy? It's no. like a real, real life couples with this therapist. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I fucking love watching couples in therapy because you see the transformation that happens yeah. and you see when there's no hope for a couple where mm-hmm. somebody's just done oh, and the really? other person. But sometimes it seems that way in the beginning and then they come together and then it's really about listening to the other person. Some people can't hear, mm-hmm. you know, like in, in when there's conflict, they d- just shut down right. and they can't hear what the other person is saying. And then that becomes that cycle. But anyway, speaking of counseling, we're going to start counseling right now because oh, that's what we're doing. People right. call in for advice. So, Catherine, what do we have on deck for this afternoon? We have some bad parents is what we have. <laughs> oh, no. So like, kinky. Uh, yeah. Kinky parents. <laughs> I mean, actually, one of there might be some, but we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back with some callers. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Probiotics can be a very important part of your daily routine. They certainly are part of mine, but sometimes uh, they're a hassle to take. So Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. 
With 1 billion active cultures, they protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they are designed with a triple layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, helping them survive the journey to your small intestine, where they're needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. We're back. Fortune's still in the tub, so I'm back alone. Oh, there she is. She just popped out. Let me just put my towel on. Hold on. I'm ready for advice. Amazing. Well, don't forget to hang up your loofah. And our first email is from Taryn. Taryn says, Dear Chelsea, my name is Taryn, and I'm a 34-year-old lesbian from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm set to get married to the love of my life this year. We are both absolutely thrilled to finally be getting married as we've been engaged for almost three years and together for five. My immediate family shares our excitement and has been nothing but supportive of us. However, her parents do not have the same feelings, and we've been led to believe that they will not be attending our wedding. This thought absolutely breaks my heart because I've grown to know her family and love them dearly. What's even more heartbreaking is having to listen to my fiancé as she tries to navigate how to talk to her parents. They've said they want to talk about it, but have made zero effort in discussing details about our wedding and state only vague religious reasons as to why they're not supportive. My question is this. Do you think I need to try and say anything to her parents, or should I continue to stay on the sidelines and just be an emotional support for my fiancé? She's let me know she doesn't want me to talk to them about it, and I should let it go. But I can't help but hurt for her, and I wonder if talking to them might help them see a different perspective. 
I absolutely love your podcast and I highly appreciate any advice you have for me. Taryn. Hmm. See, I'm always an interloper. I like to get into people's business and get involved. So I don't know that this is the right advice for you. It's not. But okay. So yeah, Fortune, you give the advice. No, no, no. You, no, said, you I'm go. Cheesy, you go. You go. I'll go after you. I just, I always overstep and it's not always received warmly. So I can't say that it's the right thing to do, but I would make a case in writing about the impact mm-hmm. that this is going to have on you would my write child. a letter? So, I would write an email. An email, okay. Yeah, I would just be like, this is going to be forever. We're going to get married, and you are going to forever have missed that moment in your child's yeah. life and what you're foregoing. Like, not with the idea that the outcome was going to be to change their mind, but to just try everything possible to persuade them to reconsider one of the most important moments in their daughter's life. Yeah. How about you, Fortune? Well, I mean, I think I can totally see you doing that because you're. there's nothing that you're going to not speak out about. That's the beauty of you. If you see something, you say something. You do. Like, if you see something that's wrong, you're like, I don't, this isn't right, which is great. I, I'm a bit more passive. In my opinion, I would be more of the support system for the partner because she said that she doesn't want her to speak out. You know what I mean? Like, she's no, made I, that yes, clear. Yes, yes. But I also, from my experience with people in the gay thing and the religious thing together, whatever she says right is going to write is not going to change their mind right now. I think people have to evolve eventually or not. She could write the letter. I don't, I guess if you thought, what's the worst that will happen? They're already not coming. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, you, so there is yeah. kind of nothing to lose-ish. But to me, I, I don't think it will change their opinion when it comes to the wedding because those deep-seated religious beliefs take a while to unravel. Mm-hmm, that's for sure. Yeah. And they do unravel. Yeah. People can evolve or see how happy you are. But also, it's your day. It's your wedding yeah. day. It's about you, too. And do you want that there? Do you even... I know it's sad for your partner, but do you want someone there that doesn't wish you well yeah that's a good yeah. point actually yeah. I you know but I think who wouldn't want their parents there I get that too obviously it's sad no matter what but I, I would want my parents there for sure but I don't know how good it would feel seeing them across the room eating a slider looking like they hate every moment of being there yeah but if you think about it and they they're stared together for many years and then there's always that gaping hole of their wedding day that their parents missed it's Mm -hmm. like they're missing out on the rest of her life in a sense like they're missing this real pivotal moment and i would want to lay it out to give you every last opportunity to make sure you don't miss that even if Mm -hmm. it's just the mother who came or the father who came or whoever's less religious or I don't know how, you know how to frame it but yeah. I mean I would do it but I'm not recommending that you do it because I just can't control myself. Well also <laughs> if you do do it if you want to write that email do it with the expectation of having no expectation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Advice. Yeah. Yeah. Just and softly with love. Yeah, you can't be like you did this, you did that. It has to be like handled with some kid gloves. 
Yeah, and the fact that Taryn said she also cares for these parents, I think, is a really good sign. You know, she's not like, oh, I hate them, they're terrible. She's like, no, I also care for them, and it hurts me that they wouldn't be there. I do love the idea of writing a letter so it's not as, like, heightened emotions. But I don't know. I don't understand why people think that this, like, sitting out a moment in their kid's life is going to punish them or teach them a lesson or that they're not participating, that it's going to change any results. I don't know that they think that. I think they just think this is sacrilegious. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't lay witness to this because it's not under my belief system. I don't think that they're trying to teach them a lesson. It's more like we can't sully ourselves with this kind of sinner. I'm not going to get into heaven if I go to this gay wedding. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe an email. email. I mean, maybe I'm coming around on this. Maybe an email. (laughs) I don't know. Don't let Chelsea write it. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, would, I would handle it, because at the end of the day, they are her parents. I would handle it as respectful as possible. And they are going to be your in-laws for many years to come. And I, I don't think that means to like not ever push back against it. Goodness knows I have pushed back against things with my own in-laws. But at the same time, I do have the expectation, and I know that they're going to be in my life for a very long time. So what I say... Or do it lasts and it matters. But if there is one thing that either of you would say, if these parents decide not to go to the wedding, and Fortune, you kind of touched on this, but is there something that you would say to help this couple kind of feel better about the outcome? Well, it's the same thing I would say for any event where you're disappointed in something that's not there. You have to celebrate the people that are there. You know, it's like if you don't sell out a show. You can't be worried about the 100 tickets that aren't sold. You have to worry about the 1,500 tickets that are sold mm-hmm. and the yeah. people that paid money to see you come. And in the case of a wedding, you have to think about all of the people that are there supporting you and loving you. And that if you go to someone's wedding, you're usually going to be friends with that person for a very long time. You know, that's yeah. an investment into a friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. And yeah, as Fortune said, you just have to think of it as like negative energy. We don't want that there on our special day. We want people that are applauding us and like supporting us and to focus on that love and to keep reminding yourself of the gratitude you have for all the people that are there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had a wedding party. We got married in COVID and had a wedding party a year later. And there were a couple family people that couldn't come for various reasons. And I, I was focused at first on that being a bummer and being like disappointed in that. And then I finally had to let it go. And it ended up being such a special night and had so many f- friends there and love and the friends that couldn't come, you know, I heard from. And you have to just lean into that love and the positive part of it. Cause at the end of the day, You met someone you're marrying, and if you think about that, it's like, it is so hard to find a person that you want to settle down with and that wants to settle down with you. Just finding each other was a miracle, Mm -hmm. a miracle. Mm -hmm. So lean into that and recognize that you did it. You found someone you want to be with. They love you, and that is the true celebration, and all the other stuff is just, you know, it's people there loving you and supporting you. That's the positive cherry on top but it is not what it's about it's about you too it's funny you use the word miracle because Gwen Stefani uses that word all the time and I whenever I see her I always make fun of her I'm like not everything's a miracle Gwen and she's like <laughs> meeting Blake was a miracle and that happened she goes meeting Blake was a miracle it's a miracle I was like he was sitting right fucking next to you on the voice why is that a miracle and she's like Chelsea it's a miracle that I fell in love with him I'm yeah. like and then I was like I started to think about it. I'm like 
Yeah, maybe it is yeah. a miracle. Maybe my cynical mind doesn't believe in miracles, and maybe every little thing is a miracle. It, I think two people coming together in, in that way that you you really think you can spend your life with this person, you're going to wake up to this person every day and not get tired of each other. That's a miracle. Yeah, yeah. but you don't know that you're not going to get tired. You feel. You might. Yeah, you might, but you're going into it thinking, yeah. I think we can do this. These two things had to line up for mm-hmm. us to get yeah. to this point. And they're, Gwen and Blake are seemingly very different on the outside. So in a way, that is kind of like, who would have ever thought her growing up in Anaheim him in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. that their paths would somehow cross like that. That's probably what she means. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a miracle. It's miraculous. Just enjoy <laughs> it. Right. I guess write that email. I think that's what we landed on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you can title the email, Every Day a Miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Love is a miracle. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street. Directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving. And according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Probiotics can be a very important part of your daily routine. They certainly are part of mine. But sometimes uh, they're a hassle to take. So Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. With 1 billion active cultures, they protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they are designed with a triple-layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, helping them survive the journey to your small intestine, where they're needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught— A history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, our next question comes from Jess. She's in her late 20s. She says, Dear Chelsea, my parents have always pulled my sister and I into their toxic, manipulative relationship. When we were younger, they'd scream at each other, give each other the silent treatment, tell one another they were going to move out, all right in front of us. My dad made us unknowing accomplices in his affair. My mom would use us as pawns during their fights. I'm now in my late 20s, living independently from my parents, and I've been working with an amazing therapist for the last two years on reparenting myself. Because of that, the most recent time my parents tried to pull me into their bullshit, yes, they're still doing this, I said enough is enough. I had a really uncomfortable conversation with my mom where I shared that I needed lots of space and that moving forward, I'll be making choices to protect myself from being pulled into their relationship troubles. They've been going to therapy but I haven't seen much improvement on this specific topic. During our infrequent phone calls, they'll slip in that they're mad at each other for some reason, blah, blah, blah. I've been very open each time it happens that I don't want to hear it. Here are the reasons why, etc. Here's the issue. My sister, who I rarely get to see, invited my parents and I to Thanksgiving at her house this year. I'd love to see my sister and her fiancé, but I just don't think my parents will be able to keep it together. The house we'll be in doesn't allow for a ton of privacy, and they live out in the middle of nowhere, so I can't stay somewhere else. I know that if I go, I'll somehow get entangled in their bullshit, if only from a spectator standpoint. They don't really scream and fight in front of us anymore, though I'm sure they still do this in private. Now, it's mostly underlying manipulation, giving each other the cold shoulder openly, sending each other texts like, maybe I'll just move out when I get home, which are easily seen on my mom's phone from a distance because she has her font up to a thousand. 
So what should I do? I don't want to be around my parents together for that long since I know the boundaries still aren't there. Is it shitty to just skip holidays and family gatherings until this is resolved, knowing it might never be resolved? I don't want to look back and think I missed out on valuable time with my family, but I've also been around enough fighting for an entire lifetime. Jess. Hi, Jess. Hi, Jess. Hi. Hi. That's so fucked up. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe your parents are like act like that. I know. Yeah. I think they're doing their best, but their best is. They're not doing their best. <laughs> I'm so sick of everybody saying that. Not everybody is doing their best. Some people are just coasting and like just getting by. Not everybody's doing their best. I mean, obviously, they don't have the tools to be doing better because otherwise, hopefully they would. But yeah, you don't have to give them that much credit. How long have they been married? I think like 25 years. So, yeah. <laughs> and they've never separated or anything like that? They separated. There was like an affair in there. So they separated during that time. It was obviously handled poorly. We've never spoken about it really as a family. So, And then they got back together just out of habit. They're like, I guess you'll do. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you started like setting the boundaries for them, how did they respond to that? It was really bad. There's actually been an update since then. So they've been going to counseling and they went like three times and they're like, we're good. <laughs> and they asked if I would come to the counseling with them once to like have me share the boundaries in a facilitated way because it was just hard to share. And even in that facilitated way, they didn't get it. They just kept saying like, this is just how we grew up and this is just how it is. And like, it's so small, like this doesn't matter, but it's pretty intense. So I don't know. They just can't understand. It's just how they grew up. Which... It does feel like that older generation is less into therapy and more of like, you just got to stick it out. <laughs> and the rest of us are like, cut bait, jump ship. Yeah. It's like, you know, when people think that it's like a fixed state of being, it's like, no, you're in a state of mind that you've decided is a fixed state of being. It's a state. Of, everything is a state of mind. That attitude and that disposition is like, that's not how you have to be. You have other options, but they're like, no, this is me. Yeah. And what I've been struggling with is like, I don't think that's my job to help them through it. But do I just like not see them until then, knowing that it could never get any better and all of my friends have awful relationships with their parents so nobody else <laughs> nobody else in my life knows how to handle this either so yeah, I don't know Help. well <laughs> what about your sister is she so she's okay with having Thanksgiving with them because I don't want you to miss out on Thanksgiving because yeah. your parents I just yeah. feel like you kind of have to flip your narrative mm -hmm. they are going to be the way they are and I think you have to try and have less of an impact on you mm -hmm. especially around important holiday family times mm -hmm. this is an important holiday that I don't want you to miss because of that I understand setting boundaries I think that's totally healthy for the rest of the year when it's not Christmas or whatever Hanukkah whatever you celebrate if there's a way that you can go and 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 just disengage when that happens and not take it on so much yourself kind of I don't want to say disassociate because that can be a dangerous word but just kind of take a step back and not let it affect you so much knowing that they're limited and that they're going to remain that way and that you've said what you're going to say and just leaving the room when things are going for a walk outside when things get heated and just being like I told you guys I don't want to be a part of this and making sure that every time you remove yourself from the situation when you feel like you're getting to a place where it becomes untenable for yourself mm -hmm. yeah yeah you don't want to miss a good family drama at thanksgiving <laughs> i mean sometimes <laughs> that is fun
Well, it's when sad. It's fun if you don't come from a family like that. But when your dad's like, like, "Can you pass a turkey?" and she's yeah. like, "You had an affair." I mean, it's so <laughs> pathetic that their children have to set boundaries for them. You know, know. like way to parent yeah. your parents. Yeah. But, but don't you think that happens a lot? Yeah. These days? Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. I feel. I mean, it sucks. It sucks. It's like you can't change them, and you can't make them have a happy, healthy relationship. And if they're not going to divorce, you also can't change that. So. I mean, it is up to you to have to either you don't go, but again, like Chelsea said, you're missing out on these big family holidays, Mm -hmm. or you go with, again, like tapering your expectations of what's going to happen and trying not to let yourself get affected so heavily by their energy and their actions towards each other. Finding ways to like... Be with your sister when you're there, focusing on that, you know, catching up there and just letting mom and dad sort of hash it out in the kitchen. You know, instead of like getting in the middle, you can just be like, I'm out. I'm just here for sweet potatoes. Yeah. Or even anytime it comes up or if there is a fight, you put on a podcast and fucking listen to it or put on an album and listen to it. Sorry, I'm not doing this. You don't have to let it run you. Mm-hmm for during that time it's a, it's actually a pretty good mental gym exercise for you to be able to go to an event and let them kind of do their thing I mean they've gotten the warning so they're probably going to be on better behavior than they have been even though their best behavior is still probably not going to be good enough I think it's a good exercise for you to be a little bit more tolerant knowing that you've kind of drawn the lines and then just removing yourself when it becomes annoying or too much just walking outside and going for a walk and coming back that sends the message also like cool it or I'm gonna leave yeah what fortune and Chelsea are saying it echoes something I talked about with my therapist recently where we were going home for a family thing and I was crying about like, well, what if I have to talk about this stuff with my family and they're going to be shitty about it? Or if I don't, then they're going to talk shit behind my back, blah, blah, blah. Just, you know, kind of being emotional about family stuff. And my therapist said something that was so freeing, which was, yeah, families talk shit. They're going to do what they're going to do regardless of what you have going on, regardless sometimes of the boundaries that you've set. The only one we can control is ourself. And so for me, it was such a light to just be like, oh, that's just a thing. I don't have to let it activate my stuff. It doesn't have to get through to me. And I love the idea of just like sitting there with a little podcast and like taking a mental break, do a, you know, a headspace meditation chill out for a little bit. Yeah, just tell your parents you'd rather listen to Russian state propaganda and then turn on Russian state news and then listen to them fucking bicker at the table, you know? Or put on my Netflix special, Good Fortune. Yeah. Put on- oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I think I just need to get comfortable. Like, they get mad when we don't get pulled in, and I think I just need to be comfortable uh-huh. being like, that's your thing. I'm going to sit here and... Yeah. Well, people like that yep. want a reaction. Mm-hmm, and yeah. if you stop giving them that reaction, eventually they will stop. They won't at first, but you got to kind of tr- retrain them. But if you are reactive to what they're doing, they're doing it because they know they're going to get a response from you. And that's what they want. They Because they're not getting stuff from each other. So now they're putting the tentacles out elsewhere. <laughs> and you just have to not. I know it's hard. It It requires self-control on your part. But yeah. You just can't give the reaction they want or any reaction. You're, I'm yeah. eating my sweet potatoes. <laughs> and then look there. at your mom and say, bitch. <laughs> okay, maybe don't say that part. Don't say that Or say it. I mean, who yeah, fucking gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, or say it. You'll have advice. a good time.
I say go to Thanksgiving. I say take some mushrooms and go to Thanksgiving. Yeah, take some mushrooms and just sit there, and you'll have a great time no matter what the fuck. Go there knowing you're gonna have the best. You know what? Slip your parents some mushrooms. That's a good idea too. I love this. I'm feeling much better about this. Yeah, yeah. Go with a good sense of humor. Yeah, treat it all. Be lighter yourself going to it. Don't go like dreading it. Just fucking mushrooms, AirPods. Yeah. Come good on. fortune. Good fortune. Bring a fortune cookie. Exactly. Yeah. For yourself. <laughs> and then exactly. read it to them and say, it says you guys are getting divorced. <laughs> Please go. <laughs> fucking fast track that shit. Play two truths and a lie. Oh, or your sister and you can make a game out of it. You know, you guys can have a nice hidden game about how many times they get, you know, say oh, yeah. something or you drink. slight each other. Or yeah. Just you just. Yeah. Every time your mom brings up your dad cheating, you drink. <laughs> will be wasted. But yeah, I think I think you going lighter to it might help your anxiety yeah. as well. Yeah, I already feel better. I was not taking the light approach at all. It was just like I'm gonna okay. go or I'm not gonna go. But yeah, yeah I guess because here's the best fun. part: you don't live with them and you don't have to deal with that all the time. You get to leave. Yeah, yeah, yep. should, that should make you happy. You don't. You're not the person <laughs> so stuck happy. in that. Yeah, I was just like, I wonder if I want to. I could pay eight hundred dollars. To watch people fight or i could go on a trip without these people and have a good time right but. well you don't have to spend every holiday with them that's also true. yeah just so true. you know i don't spend every <laughs> yeah. holiday with my family yeah. yeah that doesn't make you a bad daughter right I, it, <laughs> no. it might trigger somebody telling me i'm a bad daughter but no who cares, well, who cares? Who cares? Who cares about that you, we already decided you, you don't have, care you're also entering your adult phase i used to spend every holiday when i was in my 20s but once i hit my 30s you're because uh, I felt guilt. You don't have to spend every holiday with them. Yeah, yeah, and this is the first year. I think it's that like weird in between of like it's just expected. But okay, choose one. Cool. I would go. I would do like every other one every year. Thanksgiving yeah. one year, Christmas the next year. But that's up to you. that's up to you. Totally off the next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you and your sister can like go to Mexico with her fiance next year. That sounds good. Yeah, my sister is much better about all of this. She just has no emotions and she's that's because she's on mushrooms <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> amazing well thank you jess i appreciate you calling in and sharing this with us because i think it's going to help a lot of people a lot of people have questions maybe not as bad of behavior as your parents but similar questions awesome well thank so. you so much for the advice i really appreciate it you're welcome jess. It helped. happy thanksgiving thank you happy mushrooms. Yeah. bye bye, bye. Oh, she's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Couples like that need to do MDMA therapy. <laughs> right. Where they're both on Molly and then all of a sudden create some new neural pathways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden they're mm-hmm. walking around naked. That's a Thanksgiving. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back to wrap up with Fortune and Chelsea. This podcast is brought to you by the new film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn and with an incredible ensemble cast that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, Whoopi Goldberg, Rose Byrne, Rain Wilson, and Vera Farmiga. Along with newcomer William A. Fitzgerald, the film is an endearing and often funny story about Max, a divorced father and stand-up comedian living with his father and struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When forced to confront difficult decisions about the future, Max and Ezra embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Ezra is an endearing and often funny exploration of a family determined to find their way through life's complexities with humor, compassion, and heart. 
An official selection of Deadline calls the film a touching testament to the power of love. IndieWire says it's funny and moving, and according to Next Best Picture, Ezra approaches autism with heart and authenticity. Only in theaters nationwide May 31st. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Probiotics can be a very important part of your daily routine. They certainly are part of mine, but sometimes uh, they're a hassle to take. So Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. With 1 billion active cultures, they protect against occasional bloating, constipation, and digestive discomfort. And they are designed with a triple-layer coating that protects each pearl from stomach acid, helping them survive the journey to your small intestine, where they're needed most. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at the checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply. Valid through July 31st. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught— A history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Fortune. We're back with Fortune Feedstar. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies. Fortune, do you have any advice you'd like to get from Chelsea? Well, it kind of is stemming off of what we were talking about earlier before we took the calls. I was going to ask you if you did recommend couples therapy, because I feel like it has that like negative connotation of like you only go if there are problems. But I've been hearing more and more people lately talk about that it that it's shouldn't be like treated like that, that you should go even if your relationship's good and healthy, that it can help you in ways you never thought. And I, I had never thought about it like that until I recently heard that. And so I was just curious. Yeah, I think so. I think it's thought. very proactive because it helps with communication because like you have to understand as healthy as your relationship may be, two different people come from two different backgrounds and have two completely separate histories and two different ways of viewing things. And it's only advantageous to learn about how somebody else sees things. You can only learn from that. And the strongest connection connection with people is communication. Like that is the number one ingredient to be able to communicate in a loving, calm way, even when conflict arises, because it's going to arise. Something will happen where there's conflict at some point. And when you have the tools to deal with that, it doesn't become a hurdle. It just becomes like almost an opportunity to grow closer. Yeah. You know, and I feel Mm -hmm. like that kind of connection, especially with a third party, Mm -hmm. really can bring people together when both people are very open to hearing about the other person's perception perceptions and experiences. Mm -hmm. So I am a total, you know, I don't think I'll date anyone who hasn't been to therapy or who isn't open to going to therapy. Yeah. I think both of us would be open to it, but neither of us have really taken that seriously or or approached each other about it because we didn't want the other person to assume there was an issue. Yeah, yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so there. I feel like sometimes we just don't say it because I'm like, "I, I don't have an issue and you don't, I think, have an issue So by us bringing this up, are they going to think that we have a problem in the relationship that we don't? You know what I mean? So That's okay. I'll bring it up. We're going to happy hour later, so I'll just bring it up naturally and just suggest (laughs) it. But she said it to me before, and I've been like, you know, so it's not like something she's against. I just feel like it does have that negative thing around it when you say couples therapy people yeah automatically go well what's wrong yeah and and that's not the case no i don't think so at all i think really smart people go like proactively go to get you know so that you Mm -hmm. have somebody and then it doesn't have to be like a regular thing like you don't have to go every week you could go once a month but when there is a conflict or a crisis or something comes up and that's when you can lean on someone and you know you have that at your disposal which is always just i think such a huge advantage you know Mm -hmm. to know some you have somebody you can lean on for those kinds of things yeah yeah all right well there you go and that wraps up this episode of dear fortune cookie (laughs) dear fortune cookie don't forget to watch fortune special her latest special on netflix good fortune there's snuggling happening i can't wait for you to be part of our thruple and we are (laughs) gonna talk to our therapist about it About inviting somebody in sexually. Thank you, Fortune. We love you. I love you, bud. Thanks for having me. Love you. Thank you so much. So if you'd like advice from Chelsea, just send us an email at dearchelseapodcast at gmail.com. Dear Chelsea is a production of iHeartRadio, executive produced by Nick Stumpf, produced by Catherine Law, and edited and engineered by Brad Dickert.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Probiotics can be an important part of your daily routine, and they certainly are a part of mine, but sometimes they are a hassle to take. Nature's Way women's probiotic pearls are just what they sound like, adorable little pearls that couldn't be easier to take. They're tiny, but still pack a punch, supporting both digestive and vaginal health. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash pearls and use code CHELSEA10 at checkout for 10% off any Pearl's probiotics. Terms and conditions apply, valid through July 31st. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Visit lisa.com forward slash Chelsea to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea here. I think we all know that hair loss has the power to kind of shatter your confidence. Not kind of. It really shatters your confidence. And that's where Zion Health comes in. Founded by top doctors in hair restoration, Zion offers both medicated and non-medicated treatments for men and women with thinning hair. Guys, unless you do something or talk to someone, your hair loss will only get worse. I'm not kidding, unfortunately. So get your confidence back on track and visit Zion xyonhealth.com to get support today. That's xyonhealth.com.